are we? You sure you want to know? The story of Bacon Sale is not for the faint of heart. If someone said it was a happy little tale, if someone told you you were just your average, ordinary podcast, not a care in the world, somebody lied. We're Bacon Sale. No, not yet. That's the ending. At the beginning, he has that first little little monologue, and at the end, he finally comes to grips with who he is. So are you going to say that at the end? Well, I have the outro. You just spoiled it, Kent. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got really excited. Anyway, I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. Welcome hey, to- Jake. It's nice to hear your voice. Hey, thank you. <laughs> it's nice to be heard. Welcome to Bacon Cell, listener. We've all been a little under the weather. I think Jake's about to be under the weather. I've been fighting it. These guys have been fighting it for a couple yeah, of there weeks. There we go. First yeah, cough of the cough show. already, yeah. We're all sick. Yeah. I mean, guys, we should really stop sharing drinks at Bacon Sale. It I don't was know. a delicious milkshake, and they only had the one cup. So what were we supposed to do? It uh, brought the boys to the yard. We only had two straws, too, so we had to share. <laughs> There was a second straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the show. Um, we would like to get right to it. But first, we want to just needle you again yes. with a reminder. Yep. And it's it's getting basically down to the down to the deadline. It really is, guys. Yes. We need to send Bacon Sale to meet Kate Beckinsale. And we started a GoFundMe project so that you, the listener, could help us. Because we try to get an uh, autograph uh, ticket, a photo op ticket... Matching T-shirts. Oh, admission to the to the Comic Con, and then if we got all the money, a cardboard cut out of Kevin Bacon cell. And right now we don't have that. That one's actually just for Joel's room, uh, but we might bring it to the actual event too. I don't know. Yeah, but we do. Oh, I mean, we will. We have had some very generous people so far. We're very grateful for the money we've raised. We're not halfway there yet, but we're still amazed that we got this much. Yes, yes, yeah. And we want to thank you, everyone who has donated. In fact, we have a. Little idea we'd like to share with well, you. Well, I mean, we, we weren't very clear with how we'd be thanking people, so I think we're just going to be giving them shout outs on a future show. We're going to just say thanks yeah. to this person, this person. I think if you give $20 or more, $20 or more, you're going to get a special thank you. We're going to sing a song for you. Yes. What? Original song by Joel Hilton, this, just for you. This is a Jacob don't, twist. Don't worry. Yeah, J- no, Kent will throw in. But I might on. help too. Don't you agree to that? If someone gives more than $20, you will sing them a short little ditty. And guys, you won't have to hear about this, or listener, you won't have to hear about this much longer it's just it's gonna happen really soon and we need your help still so this is why we're gonna thank you or this is how we're gonna thank you uh-huh. joel's gonna sing to you <laughs> i didn't agree to these terms <laughs> but if that'll motivate people to give i will right you give more than twenty dollars we will come up with an original song just for you and if you give anything we will definitely especially after uh, on a, probably our kate beckinsale show which will we've talked about it will probably be a bacon bit the week of our 50th show yes because uh, our 50th show is hopefully going to be Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will give special thanks to everyone, uh, regardless of how much you gave. But sure, if they gave more than 20, I'll sing them a little ditty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that enthusiasm. I couldn't tell if you guys were just not enthused or if you're still just as sick we're as I am. Sick, yeah. It's just like a low growl, yeah. That's so like the many third cough. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, but, but really, I mean, it, this is a silly thing that we're doing, but really it gives you a chance to invest in the show. Hopefully you've liked us for almost a year now. Yeah, we're coming up on our year, our yeah, year next anniversary. Month. And, and also, you're going to hear funny stories about what happened. And what this does is allow us to go embarrass ourselves. So yes. why not take part in that? Maybe, maybe if you give more than $50, maybe you can tell us what to say to Kate Beckinsale. No, that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already writing my speech. This, this is, is my one saying. chance. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's one not chance be, for what? Uh, one chance. <laughs> but also, this is going to be, we're going to, the picture is going to be our new banner on our Facebook page on com. We're going to be posting photos and videos. We're going to talk about it. And so there is some give back to you. It's not much, but it's something. Right. 
something. And uh, thank you to all those who have donated so far already. Yeah, we, we really, really do appreciate it. it. All right. So we have a show, right? We do have a show. Yay. We're going to talk about the best and worst casting decisions in superhero movies. Oh, superhero movies. Yes. I thought we meant like iron casting and things like that. No. No. Uh, no. Cast iron stoves? No, I think, I no. think Joel might have missed the earlier he meeting. He overdid the research. I again. was in a uh, cough syrup state, right? Haze. Uh-huh. Well, and, and this was de- definitely inspired by there was a few casting decisions this past week yep. that have kind of you know stirred the pot a little bit for good and bad. Basically, J.K. Simmons was cast as Commissioner Gordon in the future Batman and Justice League movies. Which, whereas, those of you who don't know J.K. Simmons is... He, uh, Whiplash? Yes. He was the horrible teacher on Whiplash. You've seen him. You've seen his he's face. If you've <laughs> watched movies or TV, you've seen he's, his face. Yeah, cops all around. Yeah. He's <laughs> Juno's dad in Juno. He's also, let's not forget, J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man. Yes, he is. And made a, did a great job of that. And so, and this is kind of good news, because there were previous rumors that Gordon was dead in this series, because it's an older Batman, and so they were going to kill off Gordon, hmm. but he's he's there. And did they kill him off because Gotham was so terrible, and they don't want to continue that character ever again? Jeez. I finished season one, by the way, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. That's a whole other show. Gotham is terrible. But also, Zendaya was cast in the newest Spider-Man Zendaya? movie. <laughs> Zendaya? With From his American Pony Idol? Hawk. Yep. Yeah. Basically the same thing. I have no idea who Zendaya is. She's a Disney star... Uh, younger Can we say girl, star? sort of. More coffee. She's mostly like <laughs> she's mostly famous for kind of not. I, she may have been on Dancing with the Stars. Zendaya. How do Basically, you spell that Z E N D A Y A. Basically, like her biggest claim to fame is that she went to an award show and she had dreadlocks. And uh, one of the presenters on E said, "Oh, she's probably a pothead because she had dreadlocks." She says, "Oh, who, who is she cast as?" Uh, a, a pothead. <laughs> as a pothead. They typecaster. Yeah, okay. No, they, they cast her as, and I say this with quotes, Michelle. Michelle so, House? Yes. Okay, so here we go. I just looked up uh, Zend. She's just a one-name person? Yes. All right, fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, she doesn't seem big enough to be a one-name person at this point, considering I have no idea who this person is. And I know everybody. But, uh, okay, so she's on Rocky Blue on Good Luck Charlie. She's... Fern and Pixie Hollow Games, Haley Brandon and Frenemies, Ant Farm, Super Buddies. Oh, she's in Super Buddies. Woo! <laughs> Shake it up. At Zapped. some point, I'm going to recognize one of these. It's Taylor Swift. She's in the Taylor Swift Bad Blood. I've heard of Taylor Swift. Yeah. She's on Blackish. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. on Blackish. She's on Casey Undercover and Duck Duck Goose is in post production. Okay. So, oh, okay. So, wait, wait. So, who is Michelle? Why is this important? Like, what? what? You got it, dude. Everyone is worried <laughs> because we've seen the Mary Jane story. We've seen the Gwen Stacy story. Mm-hmm. And now that they're putting uh, Peter Parker back in high school, everyone thinks we're going to get him in a relationship with Zendaya. With Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> the most. <laughs> Glamorous name out there. Why not? I'm hoping she's just this side character, like she's the friend of MJ or something. Growing up, Mary Jane was Spider-Man's girl. Like that's that's who it was. It was Spider-Man and Mary Jane, Superman and Lois Lane, uh, Batman and, and or Bruce Wayne and Vicky Vale. Like, and I, I I appreciate the fact that they're trying to expand the horizons and throw in new characters we haven't heard of. I understand Gwen Stacy is before Mary Jane, and that's fine. Yes, but it's a very like, important story to tell. I just feel like they're trying too hard at this day these days. It's like let's let's not do the same old girl, but let's do the same exact story. It's like right. we can do the origin story again and again, but heaven forbid we should use Mary Jane each time. Right, that'll change it up. So, like I said, good casting and bad casting. So right. we'll see how it goes. So, is there any pitching involved with this at all, Kent? Uh, in the future, there will be. Yeah, because you know we 
we don't do pitch shows very often because I suggesting I should say instead of pitching, we don't want to make any buzzwords for Joel to start right. twitching. Yeah, I mean, but also <laughs> Spider Man is in the news because he was at the very, very, very end of the Civil War trailer, which we'll get to. Yeah, I think it's going to come up in this discussion. But it'll come up organically let's, let's later. Bring it up now. It's, okay, it's Tom Holland plays the new Spider Boy. Tom Holland. Yes, Tom Holland was in the, the Impossible with Naomi Watts and Ewan McGregor. That that honestly me... great tsunami movie that came out. <laughs> what? It was that's, that's one of the best tsunami movies <laughs> okay. out there. Great film where a tsunami happens. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it's really good, really touching. He's great, and he's been handpicked to play young Peter Parker once again in the reboot before the next reboot. Yeah, he's only been in one, two, three, four, five, six things. Okay. So far. So he's in Duck, Duck, Goose, which is upcoming. <laughs> no, Secret World of Variety, The Impossible, which I saw, Locke, How I Live Now, Billy Elliot, The Musical, Wolf <laughs> Hall, and In the Heart of the Sea. Uh, sorry. <laughs> you all right, Jake? He, he laughs every time he hears Billy Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Billy. But and right. I understand that they cast the younger guy because they want to put him in high school. Right. And I'm just going to come out and say it. He didn't look like he was in high school in the end of the Civil War trailer. He was bulked up. He looked as bulky as Captain America or Thor. And yeah. I thought, that's not spindly well, young Because that's Spider-Man. not a human you saw at the end of the Captain America trailer. It, it was, was a CGI. It was just a CGI yeah, creature. Yeah, there was no kid in suit. Well, his voice sounded like a kid. <laughs> My voice cracked as I said that. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hey, hey buddy. You guys making a movie? Are you guys avenging? <laughs> <laughs> Can I join you? You know that's going to be a lie. I have spidey webs. <laughs> well, and even... Even... Okay. And we've we've talked about the humor in Marvel and how they need to tone it down a bit and not everyone's a comic. Right. But even Tony Stark just saying, Underoos! And then him jumping up. Underoos is a great line. It's okay, but I still just thought... What does that mean? That's his introduction. It's Underoos. It's pajamas. It's Underoos. He's he's making fun of Spider-Boy. It's underwear. Yeah. Underoos is the pajamas with Spider-Man on them that we all had as kids. But... uh, Superman. (laughs) I'm sure you did. But uh, I just felt like his voice didn't match his body. His body didn't match Spider-Man. His eyes... Like the mask, they moved, and I thought, how do we have a moving mask? This isn't Deadpool. What are you doing? So I think the the moving eyes will be uh, that it's some sort of computer thing that when Spidey Boy wants to emote, he can open his eyes wide and small. But why? There's really nothing right. That why? That doesn't make any sense. Because clearly, I mean, honestly, the whole Spider-Man Peter Parker thing being a boy genius has always kind of thrown me off. Especially when you already have Tony Stark man genius. Right. And it could be Tony Stark Stark creating him a computer mask. Why? Oh, dear. A Rorschach mask. It'll be a Tony Stark suit for Spider-Man. It could be. (laughs) Because he actually does that. Um, Iron Spider becomes a thing. But that's not what this suit is. It's it's a nice callback to how Spidey looked in the comics. Which is good in the comics and good in the cartoon. But it doesn't quite match. No. Uh, we'll see. No. Yeah, we'll see. Jury is out. But you're okay with the casting of Zendaya as Spider-Man, Oh, right? absolutely not. That's why I said bad. J.K. Simmons? Zendaya is Spider-Man. Oh. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> She's Tom looking Holland. a little big. Tom right. Holland is Spider-Man. Yeah. Which I'm looking up. He could be a Peter Parker. Sure. And I did like him. I, did, I don't remember him, but I did like The Impossible. So yeah, yeah. he's quite good. So let's start with the uh, worst three. Uh, or we'll start five. With, we have five. Oh, there's five? We have five. We have... Oh, right. Kent and five. I went through and we created our five best casting choices and our five worst casting choices. Well, that's not, not going to leave much room ours. for Jacob Twist, so... All right, let's it go. Will. We'll, we'll go fast. I think Wait, we should go. Five. No, best, worst. This, these aren't our casting decisions. Best, Ken, worst, Ken and I didn't make these decisions. And so we didn't make these decisions. We just think that we could, made it, could have made them better. Yes. 
even though and we'll, we'll go younger. as quick as we can because All we right. each have honorable mentions as well. All right, Joel, why don't you start? Which best or worst? Worst. Number five. Number five worst. My number five worst. I have Eric Bana as the Hulk in Ang Lee's Hulk. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, that makes it kind of clear your throat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I This movie really did not work well for me, and I couldn't put my finger on why, because it was, it was good to look at. This is the original, not the original, but the Ang Lee Hulk of 2004. 2003. Three? One year after um, Spider-Man. Yeah, and so we were all expecting stuff. And I remember I was at, I was at the premiere. I was there. I was working for Love Sack at the time, and we were promoting. We were having a big promotion. We were throwing out green Love Sack pillows and things like that, and everyone's all pumped up. And we're like, cool. yeah, Hulk. Yeah, we're going to watch the Hulk. By the end, everyone was asleep or gone. Right. It was really boring. It was like Remains of the Day and I, starring Hulk. Yeah, seriously. And I tried to pin, my, I tried to pin on, you know, the fault on someone. It definitely wasn't Jennifer Connelly because she can do no wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> it was Eric Bana. I did not buy him as the Incredible Hulk or as Peter Parker. And granted, he wasn't the Incredible Hulk. I you know, know Bruce that. Banner. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. What did I say? Peter yeah, Parker. Parker. <laughs> He's got like, cough syrup. This cough should be easy to buy him for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Eric Bana is the Hulk. He didn't work out. I actually am not a big Eric Bana fan in general. I don't think I found a role. Is there, there. anything you've ever liked him in? I've liked him in not things. <laughs> Like, not being involved with movies, that's always <laughs> fun. You've liked movies where he hasn't been there? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Oh, they're so much better. No, he was, <laughs> he was fine as the Remulon, Remulon in... Uh, Star Trek? Star Trek. Yeah, I was just thinking, I did like him okay in that. Yeah, he was okay in that, but it wasn't anything that I was really, really liking him. I feel like he's the poor man's... Uh, uh, Patrick Wilson? Watchman. What's Watchman? Yes, Patrick Wilson. Not Patrick Wilson, blue guy. Oh, uh, Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. I feel like Eric Ben is the I poor love Billy, Billy Crudup. But he is that kind of, like, normal guy... Who could be sinister at any point. Fun fact, if yeah. I may. Uh, Billy Crudup, uh, who's the blue guy, in, mm-hmm. or Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen, he's actually the voice of MasterCard commercials. Like that, uh, for everything else, there's MasterCard. Oh, okay. He's he's that guy. That's and random. I, he talked about it on a talk show. And you said you had no him. fun facts. That was from yeah. memory. <laughs> that was from memory. But yeah, Eric Bana okay. as the Hulk is my number Who five. Who would you have cast instead? Yeah. Uh, I actually, I think Edward Norton has fit the bill the best so far of this tortured little scientist who can turn into this giant monster. Mm-hmm. Therefore I would have given it back to uh, not given it back, but given it to Edward originally Norton. had him in the role. Yeah. And I think I would have kept him through Avengers too. Cause Mark Ruffalo, didn't he turn it down? Isn't that what happened? I can't remember. No, there was drama. He's I a diva. We'll get into this. Yeah. yeah. He's a diva. Okay. Um, I think that Edward Norton is the best, uh, Bruce Banner. I keep trying to say David Banner because of the series. Yes. Uh, he's the best Bruce Banner. I think so far, aside from Bill Bixby, I love Bill Bixby as David Banner on the TV series. The mm-hmm. Hulk. I also would have accepted Killian Murphy. I think he would have made a good Bruce Banner. Oh yeah, and absolutely. He was popular around that time. Hmm. That's around 28 days later and stuff like that. I think he could have made a great scientist, but instead he did Scarecrow and Batman Begins. Which Never even crossed okay my with. mind, but yeah, that's a good fit actually. Yeah. Um, it's funny you said Hulk because my number five is actually uh, it's Hulk related as well. Really? It's Mark Ruffalo. Hey, <laughs> we can we can high five on that. Okay. Right? Right. Oh come oh, on. We're not going to spread any more germs. Right. <laughs> We've already got them. I think Mark Ruffalo is one of the worst casting decisions in a superhero movie. Really? Uh, How do you feel about him in general, though? I really like him. But you just don't think as an actor. That was I a think, lot of enthusiasm. No, I think he's brilliant. <laughs> Would you rather meet him or Kate Beckinsale? Oh come on! <laughs> I'm just making sure. That was a lot of enthusiasm. It was. Okay, okay. It was. I was like ten out of ten. I'm sorry. I respect his talent. I think he is fantastic in movies, such as. Uh, for example, most recent example would be Begin Again. Mm-hmm. I thought Not he Spotlight? was great. Spotlight as well. I, I think he very well could have deserved the uh, uh, Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. 
I think he's awful in the Avengers, and 95% of the public would disagree with me. Because everyone says, oh, he came in, he saved the role. The Hulk was my favorite part. But the problem was, the Hulk is their favorite part. Basically where he's going crazy and swinging people around. Right. It seems like Mark Ruffalo is kind of sleepwalking. He the does seem very totally sleepwalking. Well, but yeah. in his defense, Bruce Banner is supposed to stay calm the entire time. Right, but he, it looks like, like he's had too much fiber, and he's just kind of like thinking about where he's going to find the next restroom. <laughs> because he's always going like, he's got the poo face. Well, it's like, oh, now we had to go there. You, you, yeah. It's good with the insinuation. <laughs> but then he hit the nail right out of the head and became <laughs> yeah, less funny. There you go. And he's always just like, oh, especially in Age of Ultron. Like, what was he doing in that movie? He had zero chemistry with Scarlett Johansson. And honestly, it's kind of okay to see him uh, act against Robert Downey Jr. Right. But to see Edward Norton masterclass of acting against these guys would have been phenomenal. But he is a diva. And I think that's why. So, and not, actually, not Mark Ruffalo. Edward yeah, Norton, Edward yeah. Norton. And actually, that's kind of why they didn't really work because he and Louis Lettier. Who, Louis Lettier or whatever. Who Louis, directed Louis, Louis Lamar. Yes, who directed The yeah, Incredible that's how you Hulk. Say it. Like, they got into, they had problems. And Edward Norton's like, I can make this movie better. And the director said, no, no, no. And Marvel said, no, no, no. And so it just didn't really work out. And Edward Norton's bummed. I mean, he's, he's happy that he's not like tied to a huge movie franchise where he has to be in every movie ever. What a horrible fate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. But, but at the same be. time, like, can we have a moment of silence for all those <laughs> actors who are tied to this mega million job? <laughs> right. And somehow Chris Hemsworth has a career. I don't know. <laughs> but I really somehow think- have you seen his arms? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about him real quick? <laughs> I just think the dichotomy between really skinny, pasty Edward Norton and this giant Hulk works so much better than yeah. just chubby Ruffalo turning into the Hulk. Who? Yeah, he's yeah. always angry. Yeah. It, it never. He never sold it for me. Okay. Well, yeah. we, we kind of agree on number five. Right. That's weird. It is weird. Like, I want to know more about the Edward Norton thing, like why he didn't come in, because obviously he was the superior one. I don't hate Ruffalo, but you're right. He is kind of sleepwalking. It was, it was actually kind of a surprise to him that when they said, hey, the whole cast is going to be there for Comic-Con, he found out like a month before then that he will not be invited. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. Speaking of Comic-Con, don't I thought he just turned it down. More, he got fired. Huh. He was fine walking away, but more, he got fired. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So best number five. Best number five. Do you want to go back and forth like this? That might get confusing. Let's do it. That might get confusing. They don't know if we're talking best or worst. I'll remember. I don't have cough syrup brain. Just kidding. I do. Uh, my best number five is actually J.K. Simmons from the Spider-Man trilogy. Ah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm coming back to that. Superheroes, huh? Well, exactly. Get me photos of Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm just yelling the <laughs> entire time. But the thing is, he nailed it. It's, it's very cartoony. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's going to be kind of hard to picture him as Commissioner Gordon mm. because he was perfect for that role. In yeah. fact, everyone petitioned to bring him back for the Amazing Spider-Man series because who else could be J. Jonah who Jameson? Who did they get for J. Jonah Jameson? No one. They never went that way. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, Another reason why I didn't like that reboot. He was just perfect. I don't know what it was. And he's obviously not the hero. He's not the main character. Doesn't have any superpowers. But it just... They nailed that character. And there's... I mean, acting-wise and casting-wise in the original Spider-Man trilogy, as great as it is, they didn't really get that many people right for the roles. You don't think so? We could go into this, but... <laughs> we will go into like, this. Like, Toby. I love Toby. In fact, I love his Spider-Man. <laughs> More than Andrew Garfield? We'll get there. Okay. Uh, Kirsten Dunst? Mm, no one really liked her. I thought she was fine as Mary Jane, but she got a little tired. Um, she was born tired. Willem Dafoe? Tired face. Right. Oh. Willem Dafoe? I have tired face right now. <laughs> Willem Dafoe did not need a mask to play Green Goblin. <laughs> That's true. He is perfect. He's already a burn victim, right? Isn't that right? And his son, James Franco, just nailed that. Oh. Role. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Joel? Right. 
My number five best cast was Michael Keaton as Batman because no one saw this coming. Fanboys were enraged. They were saying, what the heck? The guy from Mr. Mom is going to be the Dark Knight? Like, this doesn't work at all. Beetlejuice guy, mm-hmm. he's going to be the, the you know, new Batman? No way. But it works. He nailed that role of just being this crazy, you know, crazy psycho, which is what Batman kind of is, to get dressed up like that and beat up people. I mean, think about it. When you think Batman, you think, I'm Batman, which is the iconic, practically first line of Michael Keaton in the Batman franchise. And I think that he works because you don't expect him to be Batman. You look at Bruce Wayne, you're like, oh, whatever. You know, he's not bulky. He's not, you he's know, little. intimidating. He's just a regular guy. But he puts on the suit, he becomes this monster. And I think, I don't think I know that he ended up being a very good choice and people respect him as Batman. No one, no one ever says that Michael Keaton is one of the worst Batmans no, out there. No, they would never. Because I think it surprised everyone how well he did. Also an honorable mention to Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. I actually have a honorable mention for Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman <laughs> as well. Wow, she works. Still. Yeah. <laughs> I hear she's coming to Comic-Con, guys. Should we start a GoFundMe okay, yes, page? yes, we should. <laughs> oh, man. Well, in certain lighting, she looks good. So, Ouch. Well, you know. indeed. In certain lighting, we all look good. It's from Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> she's a two-face? A little bit. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'll agree. Michael Keaton is great. He's not my favorite Batman actor. Right. We can get into that. But He's better than Bale, but move on. Okay. <laughs> he's he's very good at things. I don't think he, he mastered both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Hmm. Yeah. And maybe it's because he couldn't really move in the bat suit. Oh, yeah. He can barely. Because that, that thing is ridiculous. But well, and, and I've said it before that I think that I think that uh, uh, Val Kilmer made a good Batman, but a lousy Bruce Wayne. Agreed. And I think that George Clooney made a good Bruce Wayne and probably not so good Batman. Hmm. And I think that Christian Bale, I, we can get into it later. This is obviously a whole other discussion, but I feel like his performance. Well, this is still Batman, casting. It is, but I think we do a whole podcast about it because I feel like Christian Bale's Batman, it was good for what the movie was, but I feel like the movies are good because of Christopher Nolan and not because of Christian Bale. Well, and he, I mean, you guys, I'm sure saw that where Christian Bale came out and said, I really could have done a better job as Batman. I'm kind of sad that's went away. Yeah. I saw that article. Like he's well, like when he found out Ben Affleck was, uh, casted, he's just stared into Wait, Ben Affleck is cast as Batman? Oh, <laughs> the guy from Geely? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually I think where Bell really succeeds is Batman Begins. Bell from Beauty and the Beast? (laughs) Christian Bale. (laughs) Oh, okay, there we go. The American Psycho. Batman Begins is, he's great at Bruce Wayne. He's Mm -hmm. great at Batman. It's the other ones where he just gets overshadowed by so many characters. Yeah. Is where I think he has a valid point where he says, you know, it just, I I wasn't able to give it my all because I wasn't wasn't the centerpiece Yeah, it wasn't interesting anymore, not compared to Right, you know, Ledger. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That was my number five. All right. We're back to four worst. Four worst. Go, Joel. I'll go first. Jamie Foxx as Electro in The Amazing oh, Spider-Man so 2. True. I did not really like that movie, and I think a large part of it had to do with Jamie Foxx's portrayal of this weird, is he crazy? Is he sad? He just, he's lonely. I guess, but he's also kind of obsessive with Spider-Man. Like, it didn't really work, and then when he became Electro, it, was, it just felt forced. It was stupid. He's, he's like a One Direction fan. <laughs> who got like superpowers and got real crazy violent. <laughs> but that could be scary, but in this it was laughable. Like when he plays the itsy bitsy spider as he's fighting him. What? The, I know. Uh, on the electrical things, it's like <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. did they really just do that? Yeah. And granted that wasn't his fault, but I felt like his portrayal was lacking. 
If I think if they were going to choose someone who would fit the part of an old, crazy, stalker janitor type, why not Gary Busey? Wow. I think that would Gary be, Busey as the main villain in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think that would be pretty scary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Great. Gary Busey's insane. Can, can we see that happen? I would love that. And, and you know, I just... I, I think the movie, Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, <laughs> Gary Busey. Gary Busey. <laughs> Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> So, Gary Busey would be my choice for old He would honestly electro. be your choice to replace Jamie Foxx in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Honestly, I, he couldn't do worse than Jamie Foxx. <laughs> You're right, but that's... What? He made a terrifying villain in Lethal Weapon back before he wasn't crazy. But before he was crazy. Yeah, that's true. He's good in Under Siege, too. So, I'm going to choose that. Gary Busey. So, he's good in 1991, so you're going to put him in a 2014 You can't tell me he doesn't strike you as the old crazy janitor type. He does, who falls into the vat of eels. Oh, God. <laughs> that movie. So many issues with that movie. Yeah. It's better than Jamie Foxx. Remember when we watched that? We left, and I was like, Kim was like, what do you think? And I was like, well, the thing with Electro is, like, I find it more likely that he actually fell into a vat of eagles, eels than Jamie Foxx was that geeky and stupid and disconnected. Right. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. it was so unnatural. Okay, so Gary Busey. That's who I'm going with. I'm I love your choice. I, I love it too. <laughs> I love it. I love the choice. All right, my number four worst. Number four worst. This is, it's going to be obvious. In fact, I almost didn't want to put this up here, but I felt like I'd be ridiculed had I not. It's Halle Berry from Catwoman. Mm. Oh, you didn't love that? (laughs) Love it. This was a time when DC wasn't making movies. It was in the early 2000s, and they just didn't care to compete with, like, the Spider-Man hype and all that kind of stuff, or Ghost Rider. Um, Ghost Rider! Word! I'm burning mad. I'm steaming mad. Oh, you're not talking about the the children's show. I am. That's actually from... Remember the big purple monster? Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. (laughs) He followed you. So, Halle Berry in 2004's Catwoman. I don't know why DC or WB decided to make this movie. It was probably a bet. You think it was a bet? Somebody lost a bet. It just feels like it was way after its time and completely out of place. They hadn't set any sort of basis for this movie, and all of a sudden, boom, we're doing a Catwoman movie. Like, I think they felt okay with it because... A few people have played or have been Catwoman. Like there is Selena Kyle, who we know very well. Her name was Patience Prince or Patience Price, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Diana Prince. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and so she was a version of Catwoman. And so they didn't care if they ruined the legacy with this one. With Sharon Stone playing the villain, the yeah. villainous head of a cosmetics corporation. Yes. Well, it had to appeal to women, Ken, so... I mean, I'm going to leave that one alone no, right just, there. It just seemed like a complete marketing ploy. I mean, just everything. I mean, the puns are bad enough in the 1960s Batman series, mm-hmm. and they were carried over to 2004. And in a different tone. Yes. Because in the 1960s series, it was very comic Campy. booky, Yeah, colorful. And it was meant to funny. be sexy now. Yeah, and now it was like dark and gritty, and it's like you can't have the same lines in the 1960s version that you did in the 2004 version. There was only one reason people saw this movie, and it's because she was not wearing very many clothes. Right? Yep. Well, a lot of people were hyped up about this yeah, movie just reasons. for that reason, right? Yeah. I mean, really, Halle Berry in anything, Storm, I don't like either. So we can get into that. Well, what? She's wooden everywhere. Yes. Right? Yeah. I uh, still haven't seen Catwoman, actually. You know, Maybe we should. <laughs> no, add that to our sleepover list? <laughs> yes, we should. Uh, there are three people. Sell retreat. Help, help me pick up the right person for this role. Because <laughs> I'm thinking around 2004, who, who could have played this role very mm-hmm. well? Jennifer Connelly. Yep. Who in 2001 was in A Beautiful Mind. I'm okay with that. Kira Knightley, who is very popular because of the Pirates movies. I feel like she'd get broken. <laughs> yes, but Kira Knightley has the look of what they were going for for, for Catwoman. Pursed lips. Cat and eyes. the hair and everything like that. I think she could have done it. She's got cat eyes. You can't see it right and now, but I'm doing my, my Kira Knightley face. 
You just got like a hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, this one's lighter. <laughs> oh, and and Kate Beckinsale. What about her? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're gonna talk about GoFundMe again. She she could play Catwoman. She could play Catwoman. Is there any so. role you would like decline her for though? I mean, so are we saying Kate Beckinsale? I'm Over okay Jennifer Connelly? I'm okay with that. Okay. It's actually, actually, it's a really natural choice. Right. I think, yeah. Well, the thing is, she did Selena in Underworld. She could have easily just added to that black leather outfit, put a mask on, boom, Catwoman. Yeah. With fangs and everything. Right. And she played Selena in that <clears throat> musical biopic. With <laughs> Selena? <laughs> Selena. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, that's my number four. <laughs> that's good. Number four, worst. Worst. So now we're to number four, best. Number four, best. Ken, you want to go first that's, this one? That's Ken this time, yeah. Number four best is Robert Downey Jr. from Iron Man in 2008, and we're not going to talk about the other Seriously? ones. Seriously? Yeah. I did not expect you to pick him on your list. I know you didn't. Because you don't like those movies. I like Iron Man. Yeah, he likes the first one. What do you mean? He likes it. He doesn't love it. He doesn't think it's the like the greatest He thinks it's the best Marvel of Marvel, movie. though. It is among the best. He yeah. says, I think he said on our list we were ranking uh, Incredible Hulk was your number one Marvel movie. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but they're all kind of like around the same tier. Like I think Winter Soldier, Iron Man, and maybe Avengers would be close to that territory. Mm-hmm. But Iron Man is one of the best. And honestly, Marvel wanted a win and got the win in 2008. They were starting off the cinematic universe, which they said... Knock on wood. We hope this works. Mm-hmm. It's a, it was a big project. Yes. And a big risk. And granted, it didn't tie everything in until the, the, the stinger at the end. With, uh, Tell me, know, what do you Nick know about Fury. the Avengers initiative? Exactly. And all the geeks go, woo! And everyone else goes, what? What's that? <laughs> Why does he have a patch on his eye? <laughs> Who's that purple guy? Why is Morpheus there? <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys, it's not Morpheus. What? It totally is. But this was great casting. Robert Downey Jr. is kind of Tony Stark. He's this... Alcoholic, <laughs> yeah, not anymore, not anymore. No, he's he's but he's, he's had his problems. He has, and Tony's, what an amazing comeback for him too. Right, the guy is dynamic as an actor, and Tony Stark himself has his problems, and they're they're kind of perfect for each other. In fact, I would say Robert Downey Jr. has like more curated Tony Stark in the comics to be more like him, mm-hmm. whereas he's a lot more serious in the comics. Hmm. You don't really like him, but now he's a wisecracker. And what he did is he set the formula for Marvel and for their humor leading forward, and he did a great job. Mm-hmm. I will come right out and say it. If you say this so. was perfect casting. You don't think that he's kind of lessened, that his, his role has been lessened by the later ones? Oh, that's why I'm just saying Iron Man. Iron Man 2 and 3, they were absolute clusters. That uh, doesn't really matter, though. The he, casting he was good right. in Avengers. Uh, I don't think he was good in Avengers 2 in leading forward. Let's see what happens. But Oh, and actually, I got some info of who almost got the role mm-hmm. for Iron Man. Everyone always says Will Tom Smith. Cruise. Yeah, I remember Tom Cruise. Welcome to Earth. But really, Woo! basically, this this movie is in development for about twenty years. It just never happened. So Tom Cruise was like at one point attached. That seems kind of a natural fit, honestly. I mean, giant ego and small body, ridiculous. <laughs> really, <you know? laughs> giant ego, small body. <laughs> well, that's Robert Downey Jr. too now, right? No, he's he's tall enough, right? He, he's no. actually little. He wears lifts in no, a movie. No, doesn't. he's like five nine or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. But uh, people that actually auditioned for the role when they were making this movie, Sam Rockwell, who was in Iron Man 2, he actually played the enemy. Right, right. He did good in that. Uh, t- in a terrible movie, too. Yeah, yeah. Timothy Olyphant. Olyphant. He's really? Five, he's 5'9". Five he's not short. He's pretty short. I just said 5'9", didn't I? Yeah, you did. That's not short. That's average. <laughs> uh, Clive Owen and actually Hugh Jackman was up for the role. Really? Even though, even with the X-Men franchise, he was being considered for the role. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. 
Kent went a little more mainstream than I thought, too, on my number four. Because I went with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Are you serious? <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just wrote, he is Tony Stark in real life. For the same exact right. reason. We don't need to rehash them again. I think it was a great choice. I think he fits the role so much that I can't think of anyone else who'd play it. There you go, Jacob. I just answer your question. Thank you. Yay. Boom. All right. I'm really worried we're going to have the same pest list. I'm, I'm worried, but at the same time, I don't think so. Okay. So I'm totally lost now. Where are we at, Joel? We are on three <laughs> worst. I was just kidding, but I'm glad you're on it. Oh, okay. Am I, am I going it's first? You. Sure. Yep, it's you. It's uh, you. Number three worst, I said Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl <laughs> in Batman and Robin. Okay, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Batman and Robin... Had a multitude of problems. Yeah. Least of which being Alicia Silverstone. No, I'll tell you playing what. Playing this minute role. We'll talk about it. But I, I just think that George Clooney, he had his issues. Fine, whatever. I think that Chris O'Donnell was fine as Robin. I had no issue with Arnold as Batman as much as some people do. It was corny, but the whole movie was corny. Right. Um, and then Poison Ivy, that was the only time I've ever found Uma Thurman attractive was in that movie. <laughs> But <laughs> really, yes, just because it's poison ivy. She's seductive. She blew little, those pheromones all over. But uh, Alicia Silverstone is Batgirl. Just it just was like nails on a chalkboard to me. I could not get past it as a seventeen-year-old boy watching the movie. I could not get past it. I loved her in Clueless. She hasn't done anything really good aside from Clueless, right? And so I is think, it the fact that she was Alfred's like granddaughter? It was something not weird not like Barbara that. Gordon herself. No, it was bizarre. And then she like, remember at the end she's like. They're like, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it. And then she's like, don't forget, I'm the one who beat up Toys and Ivy. Yeah, I did that. Like that. <laughs> Is that what happens? It's something like that. She's like, don't, don't, forget, don't forget to kick Toys and Ivy. Good audio clip, yeah, though. That was me. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's just ridiculous. Like, it really annoyed me, and I wouldn't pick her. I went back and looked who was kind of a good actress around there who would right. fit that role. I ended up going with Mia Jovovich uh, from The Fifth Element, which okay. came out that same yeah. year. So she did that awesome kind of martial artist character in Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. Why not do that in Batgirl? Is she a blonde? She could be. Yeah, she could be anything. <laughs> yeah. Her hair was all sorts of colors. But I'm pretty sure she's an android, actually. And then seeing her in the Resident Evil series, which is a terrible, terrible movie franchise. Right. She can play that role of the tough girl so well. She kind of owns it, actually. She does. Yeah. And so I think either, it, is it Alice? Is that what she plays? Yes. In in that movie or The Fifth Element or Batgirl. I think Mia Joho- Jovovich. I always say Jovovich back in the day. I, I say Jovovich. And I say that's wrong. But uh, Greg Popovich, I think, yes. I think she'd be good in that role. I'm surprised it's not Kate Beckinsale, honestly. Well, this or, was or Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> I think every one of these roles could say or Kate I know, Beckinsale. I'm kind of waiting to do that. But this now. is back in 1997. Like, not many people knew Kate Beckinsale at that time. So it would have been even better, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about Kate. No, <laughs> actually, I'm really glad she was not in this movie. Okay, Kent, let's go to you. Number three worst. My number three worst is closely related to Joel's. Really? Even though you got after me about that. It's also from 1997's Batman and Robin. Oh, no. It's George Clooney. George Clooney's Batman? The number one problem with Batman and Robin, besides Joel Schumacher. Okay, let's say number two problem. Thank you. I was going to say. Batman and Robin. Yeah. George Clooney has since apologized for his role in Batman and Robin. He's done so much apologizing. It's like every time he's in public or any sort of geek-centered environment, he apologizes for how terrible he did as Batman. <laughs> but he makes such a great Bruce Wayne because Kent... He could, George Clooney in real life could be Batman. Okay, George Clooney. He's a millionaire playboy. He's a rich playboy, but he's kind of a dope. Well, at this point, he's a doofus. In he's his, ancient. No, it, that's his persona. And then he goes and fights crime at night. You okay, never suspect I'm sorry. It. Bruce Wayne never. <laughs> if Iron Man could be, if, if, if Robert Downey Jr. could be Tony Stark, but 
Why couldn't George Clooney, George Clooney nail the role then? Because he was terrible. He'd because go on he a was... couple dates with Elle McPherson, and it was never believable. And he's like, hmm, I'm, I, I'm Bruce Wayne. And then well, also, I don't th- I don't let me put on this cape and cow. Hmm, I'm Batman. I don't think mm. you going on dates with Elle McPherson is very believable. Either. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but I think he made a fine Bruce Wayne. I just think No, that... he was awful <clears throat> in every way. I think... And this is just the screenwriter in me talking. I think he was basically given this pile of crud and said, here, make this work. And he's like, I'll do what I can. No, act more like a toy. Good. Do, do that. It's like well, he, got, he got George Lucas. The, 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 kind of. Because the thing was, he just came from ER. And he was a big, big TV star. I, it's not pronounced Er? <laughs> oh, uh, we should have a talk. <laughs> I love Er and I love the other show. He? Sihi? Or Enkiss? It's okay, I like Enkiss. Enkis, I love Enkis, Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. So stupid, oh weird, dumb. <laughs> but he he wanted his big break in movies. He was in a movie with Michelle Pfeiffer before One Fine Day, and he took this movie One Fine Day, and it didn't. You look at me <laughs> and see that our love was meant to be. So what he did, he took One Fine Day. <laughs> you're gonna want me as your girl. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Look who got his voice back. <laughs> yeah. Got a cough drop in. <laughs> so Val Kilmer dropped out of the Batman Forever or after Batman Forever. He really didn't get along with Joel Schumacher. Like they hated each other. Really? Yes. Huh. And so he backed out. Schumacher said, great, please leave. But I think Clooney was the wrong choice. He's even said, okay, they're like, hey, what do you think about Ben Affleck being cast? You know, he's kind of your friend. He says, I am the least qualified person to comment on anyone playing the role of Batman since I so terribly destroyed the part. He's humble. <laughs> That's George Clooney. <laughs> if there's one thing to describe George Clooney, <laughs> it's humility. He says, with hindsight, it's easy to look back at this and go, whoa, that was really poo. And I was really <laughs> bad in it. That was really family friendly. Yeah. Uh, it was a difficult film to be good in. I don't know what I could have done differently. but See? But if I'm going to be Batman in the film, Batman and Robin, I can't say it didn't work out and then not take some of the blame for that. Some, but not number three words. Some of the lines. You know, Robin's like, I want a car. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. Shut up, George Clooney. I actually like that joke. Hey, Freeze, the heat is on. The heat is on. The Batman, the Batman Forever credit card. Never leave the Batcave without it. Like, this is... Those are lines given to him, though. It's not the way he read them. It's it's still... it's still And honestly, a lot of my bad choices are bad people in bad movies. But even Val Kilmer was okay to watch. He wasn't a great Bruce Wayne, but he was serviceable in Batman Forever. George Clooney is part of the reason Batman and Robin is that bad. Hmm. Um, who should have played him? Someone that was actually up for the role? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke should have played Batman. I feel like we got this. <laughs> sure, we can get Ethan Hawke as Batman if we want him to pontificate about theory and life and how it's all you know connected. And... Oh, I know it's easy to make fun because he's an indie type guy. But, oh, totally, he is. But he could have played this role. He's great in in bigger movies like Gattaca. He's great in Gattaca as a soft spoken nerd. Nah, he. I think he's a great actor. He could have pulled this off easily. He would have had the pathos of Bruce Wayne. You're using words like Ethan Hawke right now. (laughs) Pathos, Logos, and Athos, and Aramis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. D'Artagnan. He went from theory to, yeah, Alexander Dumas. Do you have another choice? Uh, Yeah, it's Ethan Hawke. It's just Ethan Hawke. Oh, okay. Right. (laughs) I I don't like it either. It's weird. Uh, Gary Busey, then. Gary Busey. (laughs) Yes! Now we're going there. (laughs) All right. So we're on third... 
Number three best. Number three best. Can you go first? Yep. This is kind of my wild card. This is going to surprise you. Uh, I don't know. I'm worried we're going to match up. We're not going to match up, I promise. Okay. Andrew Garfield. Oh, crap. That's what I picked. Shut up. I didn't. Okay. Of course I didn't pick it. I don't like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Which is crazy. Andrew Garfield? Toby's better than Andrew. Yeah, that's not true. That's not true at all. It is true. Toby's a bore. No, Toby, Toby McGuire. Look, those movies are beloved. You know what? You know what Andrew Garfield was, Kent? Spider Man. <laughs> I am Spider Man. Andrew yeah. Garfield was Marvel's Spider Man. Where he has that, hey, I'm a comedian. Everything's a joke all the time. <laughs> Have you seen the movies? They're far from fun. No, it's not that it's that. It's like he's They're like, way more dark. I'm just thinking when he's interacting with those people. He's like, hey, guys, hey, hey, you got a knife? Oh, that's great. I'm still talking. I'm witty banter. Ha <laughs> ha. Spider webs. You realize that is Spider-Man's like whole repertoire, right? I'm just giving you a hard time. Hey, because like <laughs> honestly, people like Captain America and Thor should not be doing that. Spider-Man is the wisecracker. He, he should be the wisecracker. Yes. And so Andrew Garfield, and we've talked a lot about Bruce hey, Wayne. Hey, everybody. Hey. Oh, Black Panther's here. Oh. Oh, is that Ant-Man? Well, fun. Are we all hanging out now? <laughs> hey guys, guys hey, listener, if you have you, not watched the Civil War trailer, the last one, go watch it, and you'll hey, understand these jokes. You guys want to have a sleepover? <laughs> Hey, look at my web. <laughs> look at my muscles. They're huge. <laughs> I worked out a lot for this movie. Anyway, I ended up. Um, <laughs> I think Andrew Garfield, like seriously, like like I was saying, we've talked a lot about Bruce Wayne and Batman, how each person can play both roles. Did you say ho? No, hmm. maybe. Uh, we'll have to go back and listen to that. <laughs> but I think he plays, and granted, it's a newer kind of Peter Parker. Yes, he's more emo. Yes, he mm-hmm. skateboards, and he's not quite the nerd Tobey Maguire was, but he is the kind of bookish kid that Peter Parker needs to be, right. and still a smart kid. And I, I was being facetious yeah, I, I a little while, a little before, I should right. clarify, because I do think Spider-Man needs to be a wisecracker, and I'm actually okay with him being like that. It was the fact that he wasn't a nerd. Like, he and, was kind of... That does rub people the wrong way, but there's does. so many different types of Spider-Man, he's not always the yeah. nerd. I know, but I just, I, I kind of like the idea of this outcast getting this, and that's why he's a good guy, is because he knows what it's like to be on the outside and things like that, and I feel like Tobey Maguire fit the Peter Parker role much better. But I do like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, but I think I, I still like Tobey Maguire more. Well, it also helps his chemistry with Emma Stone, right? Yes. I mean, that went a long way for Garfield. In fact, that was back-breaking romance there. Oh, oh man. Too soon. <laughs> snap. <laughs> oh, snap. No, in fact, I, I have I my issues. I don't her Emma Stone. She's pretty breakable, if you ask me. Oh, my gosh. She call her Emma Glass. <laughs> this is, For some reason, I'm taking, this, I'm taking this personally, oh, no, and I, I don't this like this. My Emma Glass spine. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> I just think uh, Andrew Garfield, like, he nailed both roles as Spider-Man. He was fun. In fact, when Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man, he's like, I'm just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is awful. No, that was fine. It was not fine. In fact, it, had he not talked in the, in the, in the suit... It would have been better. No, I like it when he talks in the suit because then his eyes aren't moving along with, <laughs> and his mouth isn't right. moving around. It feels like you're really complaining about the new Spider-Man. I just think it's a mask. I'm like, it's a mask. How are you How are you not realizing that it's a mask? It, I really think it's a shame the kind of movies that Andrew Garfield was placed in because he wasn't given a lot of hope. Especially because they just totally botched the story. They wanted it to Sounds be more like and George more. Clooney and Batman and Robin. No, but he's not embarrassing to watch. You never cringe at something Andrew Garfield says. I guess that's true. In fact, I think if you were still playing the role today, because basically the character's established, right? Yeah. Even though his last movie wasn't great, mm-hmm. if you saw Andrew Garfield sit there and go, hey guys, what's up? And it was like the cool Spider-Man suit. Mm-hmm. 
Because I do think that's the best Spider-Man suit as well. Everyone will be like, yes. I like the classic Spider-Man suit. And I have to say, the coloring on the Civil War trailer Spider-Man, I wasn't offended by it. Because I was like, oh, it looks like classic Spider-Man with a little difference on the arms and stuff like right. that. Right. It's shiny. But I, I thought Andrew Garfield's was too kind of cool, if that makes sense. Hmm. What know. if it had been Tobey Maguire in the Civil oh, War trailer? On, actually, better. Just oh, because of nostalgia factor. Can you believe it? I, I would My mind would have been blown if all of a sudden it had been Tobey Maguire in the spider, same Spider-Man outfit no. popping down there. I'd been like, this is awesome. The best part mm-hmm. of that trailer would have been like they're about to fight in the parking lot of some random Denver airport. <laughs> and they're about to punch each other. Then all, all of a sudden you see some guy with parted hair, really dark hair, no. and a black shirt. And no. he's snapping and pointing at people. <laughs> no. And he's Don't doing swing dances. Emo Peter is terrible. <laughs> I think that would be the coolest. Like, everyone would be like, what the crap you guys have got some nerve no but yeah andrew garfield i think is perfect for the role of spider-man it's a shame he'll never be able to play it again okay all right back to you joel number three best number three best number three best for me is chris evans as captain america and johnny no pick one pick one it's both pick one you're not the boss of me why does he have to pick one jake tell him to pick one why does he have to pick one (laughs) no and the reason i did this is because i thought you know i really like chris evans in the captain america role he plays a great boy scout but the only reason that the only good thing about the Fantastic Four movies was Johnny Storm. Like, really, just his power is really cool, too. But I thought he fit that role of the womanizer as well. Yeah, and it was so fun to watch. That's why I picked both is because I thought that shows that he can play a variety of characters. And I was impressed on both ends of that spectrum. And really, I think Chris Evans is a talented actor in that regard. And I'd, I'd like to, you know, I don't want him to be cast in any more superheroes, but I'm like, you know, this guy can act. And I, I think he's a good choice for a lot of different movies. I thought he was good in Snowpiercer, for example. Good in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, where he was a superhero again. But yeah. he just fits that role. And so yeah. I'm going to say Chris Evans as both Captain America and Johnny Storm. But do you have a preference? Uh, Captain America. Okay, I disagree. I think he's way better as Johnny Storm than he is as Vanilla. He's more, fu- he's more fun as he, Johnny Storm. It doesn't seem like he's really trying either in the role. He's like, I'm there to look strong and wear tight shirts. And that's about it. A lot of people wouldn't complain about that. A lot of people don't complain about that. But I think the <laughs> Wait, cor- isn't that the role of every guy on the Avengers is to, to be strong and wear white shirts? Except for Robert Downey Jr. He never really wears the tight shirts. No, because they, well, they glow. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think he's completely vanilla as Captain America. But he's Captain fine. America is vanilla. He's fine because he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a scoop of vanilla That's a hard ice cream. role to play. Well, that's the thing. But he's like kind of blonde so in strong, so he fits the role. Captain America is the scoop of vanilla ice cream on top of the American apple pie. America, Independence Day. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I think the charisma he shows in Fantastic Four, I can't believe I'm putting Fantastic Four anywhere above Captain America, <laughs> but he it was perfect for that role. It was perfect for that role when he was that younger, but I feel like... He's totally serviceable in Captain America, but not dynamic by any means. I disagree. I mean, you can only be so dynamic, really, as Captain America. And the fact that he's not terrible to watch, I think, is impressive all on its own. <laughs> well, and I think, I think when they do give him more to do, like in Winter Soldier, he can shine. Like when he falls in love with Bucky. And he but when he's, uh, when he's alongside the wisecracking Iron Man and the giant Hulk, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. yeah. So... Okay. Kind of like in Avengers when everyone is flying around and he's pointing at people. You, go there. Which is you. fine. When and he talks into it. his earpiece. You, go there. His fake earpiece that's not really there. Yeah. No, but I think, I think that's good for him because you don't want all the characters at the forefront all the time in the Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good for Captain America and very good of Cap to let other people shine during that time. <laughs> yeah, it is good oh, of, Cap. Nice of Cap. The real person. All right. <laughs> Number two worst. Number two worst. Yep. That's you. We've talked about it before a little bit. But I'm actually switching it up a bit because I'm saying Halle Berry as Storm. Okay, well done. Because, and Catwoman is honorable mention here, but mostly Storm. Because I feel like, I mean, her accent comes and goes. The first movie movie she has one. And then she does not the rest of them. Right. 
in the later movies, actually, I was bugged about how much time they were giving Storm because I, I didn't really think of her as you know a very interesting character. And apparently it's because Halle Berry was like, look, I want an Oscar. You're going to give me more screen time. Yep. It was part of the contract. And I think that's what ruined the later X-Men movies as well because they had more Storm in them because she wasn't a great character to begin with. And I don't think Halle Berry really fit the role. I, I mean, to me, Storm is uh, the character from the 90s X-Men cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I, that's how I pictured it. So when I saw Halle Berry, I'm like, I don't really see you as Storm. And then, like, her hair was, like, that weird mullet thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no. The silver mullet. Silver mullet. And I'm like, silver mullet. That yeah. should have been her name, yeah. That's yeah. Good. I, 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 I was that superhero. <laughs> the newest member of the X-Men, the silver, silver mullet. mullet. <laughs> um, but I do, I just, I don't know. I don't think that, uh, I don't think she did a great job in that role. Who, who could have played Storm better? Well, and that's the issue. Is like I had a hard time casting Storm. Because that was 2000. Was that 2000 even? It was 2000. Um, because I actually, I had an easier time casting for Catwoman. <laughs> because I chose, uh, let me see here, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I think would have made a good Catwoman around that time. That's true. Uh, and also uh, Angelina Jolie, I thought, could make a good Catwoman. All right. I think she has that kind of sultry type of personality. <laughs> What? Nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you saying? I just like peeking into, into your mind sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, oh, that's what he thinks. <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly can't think of a good Stormcasting there, choice. There is a the best choice, but she is a bit older than the rest of the X-Men, but Angela Gladys Bass- Knight? Oh. <laughs> Angela Bassett, it would have been the perfect dignified Storm. The way storm, the, the way yeah. storm was in the cartoon, or I mean, and she's much, uh, she's much later on, and she probably wasn't. I don't know how old she was then, but uh, Viola Davis, right? I thought she could have been a great. She, storm. she definitely could have been. Um, oh man, I wonder if she would have been old enough back then. Born nineteen sixty five, so yeah, she'd have been fine. Right, Storm in that role. So yeah, that's my choice. Right, good choice. Number three worst, Halle Berry is Storm or Catwoman. Take your pick. Uh, my number two worst is yep. Topher Grace. From 2007, Spider-Man 3. Uh, okay. I think that Eddie Brock was probably the most interesting part of Spider-Man 3 because it was a different dynamic than every other. Oh, here's another supervillain. You know, instead it was like this jealousy thing and how he wanted to be him and how he kept getting put down because of Peter Parker. That was the only thing I really liked about Spider-Man 3 was the Topher Grace, Eddie Brock, Venom story. I line. think the Eddie Brock storyline is good. I think Topher Grace is the wrong person to play it. But he looks just like Tobey Maguire. I think they could have gone with someone that looked a lot more like Tobey Maguire, Jake Gyllenhaal. You I mean, the guy look alike. The guy is basically Tobey Maguire. You just twin. can't quit Jake Gyllenhaal. I just can't quit him. That's crazy. He doesn't look like Tobey Maguire. He does. He's this. literally like five times better looking than Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I think we just found Jacob's celebrity crush. No, this is because his kid's celebrity crush. Mm, that's a sound bite right there. <laughs> it's because Tobey Maguire is not an attractive Thank you, Jake. Dude. I appreciate it. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, they're actually in the movie Brothers together. Jake Gyllenhaal and Tobey oh, Maguire, yeah. and they pull it off. In fact, I think Topher Grace was way too scrawny for the role, way too whiny. Eddie Brock needs to be intimidating well before he gets Cause the Because he's, he's a bulker, bulkier guy in the comics, right? Right. And he, not that you have to match that, but at least be intimidating, sort of unpredictable. Because when this rascally kid just gets the suit and then the mask keeps coming off to show Tobey Maguire with sharp that. teeth. They shouldn't have done that. It was the biggest mistake. And the whole – there were a lot of problems with Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sad about it because I really like Sam Raimi, but... How do you feel about Sandman, may I ask? If he were the only villain and he didn't cause the death of Uncle Ben? <laughs> I know. Oh, I hate Because actually, that. Thomas Hayden Church, as like the classic Sandman, I liked his angle. 
I liked his character. I didn't care for the big sand monster at the end, especially with the Green Goblin yeah. Jr. mixed in. Right. But I, if Sandman were the only villain, great. Hmm. It would have been a very classic Spider-Man trilogy. But they brought in Venom because Marvel said, everyone likes Venom. we got to put Venom in. Uh, more gonna, toys! More toys! Right. And it, it, they should have actually introduced the uh, symbiote in Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. When J. Jonah Jameson's son came down. You know, when they should have, but they didn't. And brought it in and said there was just a small little asteroid and it brought down the, the black goo. Yeah. Because that was a kind of a cool story to see the dark Spider-Man, unless he was walking down the street or dancing. <laughs> Emo Peter! <laughs> but I, I do think Jake Gyllenhaal would have been the best. I think, you know, all, he was already dark in Donnie Darko, Zodiac, which came out that same year. Like, he's, he's a great actor. Uh, Topher Grace, though, he actually rails on other movies and characters for being bad. He, he defends his role to this day. I think it was okay. And he says, look, look how much money the movie made. I'm like, that's not an actually valid Wait, so who did you, concern. Jake Gyllenhaal. Who did you, no, guy. no, no. Who did you put this above? Like, who's less worse than him on your list? Because George Clooney as Batman is less worse than him is what you're saying? What was the other one? Um, Mark Ruffalo and Halle Berry. Those are both less worse than Topher Grace, you're saying? Yes. Interesting. My number two best. And this one is obvious, and I think the rest of them are going to be quite obvious. <clears throat> he was the least likely candidate for this role. But I, think, the, I think we're going to have matching number two. But the best one who's, who did it and actually replaced the iconic we're gonna, actor. We're going to match. That no one, that say, everyone said no one would ever be able to beat. Should we say it the Three, same time? Three, two, one. Nicholas Cage's Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually waiting just for yours. <laughs> I wanted you to embarrass yourself just a little bit. No. <laughs> Keith Ledger is the Joker. Keith Ledger is the Joker. That's my number two as yeah. well. We're going to get these out at the same time. So let's gush, Kent. Because okay. let's face it, no one watches The Dark Knight for Batman. Right. No one. Batman's it's not about that? Batman. Which yeah. is a shame because Aaron Eckhart, who I don't always think he's a great oh, actor. Oh, yeah, he was in that. Right. He is, he is fantastic as <laughs> yeah, Harvey Dent. Yeah. And he is, where is he? You don't care. Because no. it's the Joker. It is the Joker. And it really, when they announced Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker, I was like, are you kidding me? The guy from 10 Things I Hate About You yep. is going to be the Joker when you have Jack Nicholson, who did it in 1989 and did a fantastic job. Did you know that Jack Nicholson was offended? He wasn't asked to be in the movie. Really? Yeah. They, they really? said, hey, are you going to see the new uh, Batman movie coming out next year? He's like, nope. He's like, I'm actually pretty furious about it. He's like, I grew up with that role. You, that, you can't do a Jack Nicholson talk without doing a Jack Nicholson voice. <laughs> I'm actually pretty furious. <laughs> no, that's Gary Busey. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Jack Nicholson pretty is kind mad of, they didn't cast me. Yeah, and, and he was mad. Huh. He says, I made the role what it is, so why wouldn't they just ask me again? Which, don't get me wrong, I think he fit the world of Tim Burton. Absolutely. So well. Yes. Yeah, he would not have fit. But he doesn't fit Nolan. No. And, and he like, died. And the thing is... yeah. Spoiler alert from 1989. <laughs> right. But the thing about Jack Nicholson's Joker, and granted, I'm, I'm not a big fan that they kind of tied it into him killing Bruce Wayne's parents. That was kind of, you know, that's the same kind of yeah. retroactive bleh. But he was this clean-cut gangster gentleman, and that was great for the Joker. Then Heath Ledger comes along, and I'm like, he doesn't fit clean-cut gentleman. Grimy, everything. You just... could practically smell the Joker. Like, you see him on the screen, you're like, that guy's going to smell gross. Like, he's going to smell like Jacob on a Monday. <laughs> My goodness, Joel. <laughs> just see if you're paying just, attention. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're surfing on the web there, so I just wanted to make sure. He's looking at pictures of Jake Gyllenhaal. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it literally is. Well, gotcha. well, it's, it's, no, it, it's, him, it's him with... Uh, it's totally Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, and Tobey Maguire, side by side, who look nothing alike, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah, he's like 100 times hotter, isn't he? Anyway. <laughs> uh, like five times, I'd say. <laughs> How many but times he, would you say, Kent? 
Heath Ledger comes along. <laughs> and he is, uh, I mean, he's just greasy and scary and unpredictable and mm-hmm. chaotic. It was a different style of Joker than we've ever seen before on screen. And it worked so well. And I was completely happy about how wrong I was about that casting. You know, it's interesting. I did some research uh, on the casting. And right when Batman Begins was coming out, Nolan is like, oh, I better work on my next movie. What am I going to do with Batman? And so he met with Heath Ledger. And he's like, hey, there's a Joker I want to create. Do you think you could do it? And they, they had a conversation. And they walked away from that conversation going, nope. He is like, even Heath Ledger was like, I'm not right for that role. Mm-hmm. And they, so they both walked away. One year later, they met up again when casting was going on, and they said, okay, it's time. I don't know what changed. I think it was maybe the dedication of Heath Ledger to the role, which we all know is a little bit crazy. Yeah, but and a lot of people put that on his death, that it's right. like the role of the Joker messed him up. And I'm like, no, no. Any good actor knows you jump into a role, you do the role, you walk away from the role. It may linger a little bit, but not enough to drive you insane unless you're doing drugs. So there were other people up for the role. Paul Bettany was up for the role at the time. He'd have been good. He, he would have been good. Yeah. Sam Rockwell, once again, up for the role. But does he get got, any role or does he just keep trying he just, to get he them? He just loses roles yeah. to these other guys. He did Moon. Yeah, he's great in Moon. He's a character actor. But the guy who I thought, even at this time, I remember back in like 2007, when I'm like, the only one that needs to be the Joker right now? Adrian Brody. He was up for the role. Mm. He's really tall, gawky. He would have been similar to a Jack Nicholson type, just taller. Kind of like what we know from the animated series. Which, I was going to ask you this, Ken, and this is a hard question. I know it's a hard question. Best Joker. Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, or Mark Hamill? We're going to take out, we're going to take Jack Nicholson out of the equation right now. Because just, no, he's not in the running? Yeah, he's not in the running. It's between Heath Ledger, who was in one movie, or Mark Hamill, who was not only in the animated series, but also the games, which he's fantastic in which, the games. For those of you who don't know, Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is the voice of the animated Joker. Boom. Mark Hamill. Really? Yep. Wow. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill over Heath Ledger? Yeah. The thing is, Mark Hamill did it for so long that you hear his voice. It's hard for me not to hear the Joker whenever he talks. Like when he was in... Uh, Arkham uh, City? No, 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 no. When Mark Hamill was in Kingsman. Oh, Kingsman, yeah. I heard the Joker. Mm-hmm. When he was when he played the Jokester in The Flash. I was just going to say, what was his role in The Flash? I can remember. Jokester. When he played the Jokester in The Flash. He's the Riddler. Or, excuse me. He's the Joker. It's just the same voice and everything. Yep. I might agree with Kent. But... I gave it to Heath Ledger as well because it was so unique. And Mark Hamill's great at the Joker, but it's very, uh, you know, what we know the Joker to be. Whereas Heath Ledger was something completely unexpected, and it was fantastic. Uh, Amazing. All right. We're on to number one worst. Let's do honorable mentions real quick. That's a good idea. You guys don't mind? Yep. Okay. Honorable mentions for worst. Do you want to go first, Ken? I'll go first. Let's Uh, do all honorable mentions, actually. Tommy Lee Jones uh, in Batman Forever. Like, absolutely ridiculous as Harvey Dent in Two-Face. Like... One, he is painful to watch. Painful. Yeah. yeah. Like J- Jim Carrey, he has his problems, but, you know, he's kind of fun in the role. But Tommy Lee Jones, what were you doing there? Nicholas Cage in Ghost Rider, but, <laughs> but in Kick Family Friendly, he was amazing as Big Daddy. Yep. Kick, he, fam- kick, kick Family Friendly. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> right? Every second, I'm like, what? No, he's actually perfect for that type kick, of Adam. We call that one Kick Bum in my kick house. Kick Bum. Okay. I'd, I'd, like to hear, <laughs> I'd like to hear who you think should have been Ghost Rider, though. Ooh, that's a really good question. A lot of people think Mark Wahlberg at that time. I didn't really plan for this. <laughs> I know. You, you, guys, you, guys can, you guys know this material. You can answer these questions. It's not that hard. But we realize, Jacob, when we do the research, we're, we're looking up the years. We're seeing who's popular back then. There's a whole uh, process that went into picking these people. No, I don't think so. 
You wouldn't know because you don't know how to do research on the internet. Oh. Guys. Except for Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah. I will show up? you a is picture of Jake Gyllenhaal right now. Is Jake Gyllenhaal still on his computer, Kim? Can you see it? Yeah. Okay. It is not. <laughs> it is off. It's his desktop background. It's lying now. <laughs> Are those all your honorable mentions? Um, Shaquille O'Neal in oh. Steel. Or this is the best list, right? Of course. Right? Oh, I um, that one. one that I really felt bad about taking off my top five, January Jones of Emma Frost in X-Men oh, First yeah. Class. It's a fun role that Alice Eve should have played. How can someone so wooden play an ice girl? And she is meant to be like this mega babe in X-Men. Like she and Cyclops do their own thing for a while. Like she what? is family friendly, Kent. They, what? They're teaching students. Oh, okay. They're teachers. <laughs> well, like, they quite teach literally. Them. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably family friendly. Like, I was like chemistry, biology, history. They're yeah, teaching yeah. history. January Jones is is very. very January Jones is the worst. Jennifer Garner is Electra. Margot Kidder as Lois Lane in Superman. Yeah. Okay. Can I can I ask you then? Uh, I'm just wondering now. Yeah. Is there a good portrayal of Lois Lane? Yes. In live action movies. Yes. Is it your number one best? It's it's not my. It's not my my choice for the role, mm-hmm. but the best Lois Lane we have seen is Amy Adams. Ugh. Disagree. Hands down. That's she's, crazy. She's honorable mention on my worst list, actually. You're crazy. I really don't think she's Lois Lane. I don't like her as Lois Lane. I like her performance. Uh, granted, she doesn't I'm look sure the part. Well, <laughs> she doesn't I think look she, the part. Like, she doesn't like, look the part, but she is the best thing, best Lois Lane we've seen on screen. Like an actually smart woman. Are we woman. forgetting Terry Hatcher? <laughs> you and the Terry Hatcher Lois thing, Clark. You Terry Hatcher thing. Have I ever brought her up on the show? Yes, before? you have, and you you went crazy. When I kind of remember this too. Actually. I don't remember I ever yeah. mentioning Terry. Hatcher. Just tell before. us your childhood fantasies about Terry Hatcher. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even bring her up, and you're all Terry Hatcher. No, yeah, it was weird. I don't remember this at all. Right. So all that's right. my worst list. Uh, my honorable mentions: uh, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't really his fault, but I just wanted to bring that up just to tick off people for a second there. Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk, Amy Adams is Lois Lane, Ben Affleck is Daredevil, and Jennifer Garner as Elektra. Okay. So those are my little mentions worst. The okay. number one worst cast hero, and this is almost not fair because the movie's not good. Yeah, it's not really fair. Is Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But you're really? Right. Well, no, I, I thought about it, but I didn't put it on my list. I didn't put it on either list. Seriously. Um, I, I didn't think he was that bad. I thought the movie was bad. No, it actually, it has a lot to do with him because much like Deadpool, but Deadpool worked, mm-hmm. it is the Ryan Reynolds show. I am actually Ryan Reynolds, also known as the king of second chances. Pretty much. I am a huge fan of Green Lantern. The comics are actually great stories, and Hal Jordan is literally the best among us. He's always called that. He is the greatest Green Lantern, which so, is one of the greatest heroes in the DC universe, and it, they got a funny guy to play him. He is meant to be basically... A Superman-esque Boy Scout. I was going to ask that because having a limited understanding of his comic book uh, history, mm-hmm. I knew I knew Green Lantern and I had you know I, I knew what he did and all that, but I didn't really have an understanding of the character. But he seems to strike me as kind of a Captain America type. Yes, he is. And so to put Ryan Reynolds in that just set, just felt wrong. And that's why I think the the casting was really off. They could have got someone more vanilla. I mean, granted, the character needs to grow and learn how to accept his powers and responsibility. But what they did in this movie is they got a funny guy who in no way you'd believe is an Air Force pilot and not as disciplined or anything. They got a funny guy who ran away from his responsibilities time and time again until he had to fight a big, giant yellow cloud. <laughs> and that's not Green Lantern. No. Like, Green Lantern's like, holy cow, I have a job to do. This job's going to be hard. I better do it. Willpower is his strength. Do you think, because the thing is, you know, he botched up Deadpool. I- I'm saying he, but, you know. No, I'll, I'll blame him for that <clears throat> He as botched well. up Deadpool in the X-Men movie. Yes. Or the Wolverine movie. They said, okay, we'll give you another chance. We'll make you a Green Lantern. He botches that up. 
How does he get Deadpool? Well, then he did R.I.P.D., which is another graphic novel adaptation, which is right. really, I call really that movie bad. Ripped, <laughs> ripped, because I don't, you dude, villain ripped. He got cast as Deadpool because in the three minutes he was Wade Wilson hmm. in X Men Origins Wolverine. He was funny. Like, yeah. you liked him. He's fine. And then he released that test footage, and then fans went crazy, and it became a thing. Technically, he didn't admit to it. Even Come he on. Did. But he actually said, when we shot Green Lantern, nobody, was, uh, nobody auditioning for the role of Green Lantern was given the opportunity to read the script. Uh, because the script didn't exist. Hmm. I'm not complaining about it. It was an opportunity of a lifetime, and if I were to go back and retrace my steps, I would probably do everything the exact same way. But script. That's, what, that's what's different on this one, meaning Deadpool. Hmm. Um, people that were up for the role, Bradley Cooper, Jared Leto. For the Green Lantern. Yes. Justin Timberlake, Brian Austin Green. <laughs> I just wish it had been JT, you know? <laughs> <laughs> would have been the worst. That would have been like, hey, everyone. Who's oh, the, my gosh. Who was the first one you said? Uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I could see that. Sam Worthington and Chris Pine were up for the role. Wait, Sam Worthington. Oh, no, that's not. I know. Sam Rockwell. I thought you said that. I get those two mixed up sometimes. And if I were to choose, yes, it would be. Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's still a funny guy, but he can play serious. He makes a great raccoon. <laughs> or Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling could do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He'd be a good choice. Ryan hey, Gosling is like, hey, girl, I got this ring for you. Like, he had a huge... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had a huge 2011. That's when he was in Drive and Crazy Stupid Love, a few other projects. Mm-hmm. And he could have nailed this role, but granted, DC mishandled the entire movie. But I do think that's th- that's kind of like George Clooney, helped by Ryan Reynolds. So that's my number one worst. I think that's a good choice for worst. Uh, my number one worst we've actually mentioned, and I was hoping you would, I was like, don't talk about it more. Don't talk about it more. Was Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. Yeah. He is worse than Arnold Schwarzenegger. He is worse than the corniness of Batman and Robin. Batman Forever could have been a much better movie if it were not for Tommy Lee Jones. Because he, while he may play Harvey Dent, okay, he cannot play Two Face. He that every time he get into the crazy giggly thing, mm-hmm. which first of all I'm like, Two Face doesn't giggle. What are you doing? Right. The Riddler yeah. would laugh, and then Two Face gets annoyed. And I, I heard actually on the set that Tommy Lee Jones was super annoyed with Jim Carrey, and they actually just hate each other. Really? Yeah. You haven't heard that? Yeah, I even heard that. It kind of makes me happy. Yeah, like super hate. Super hate. I thought you were going to jump back that, in there. Another superhero. Super hate. Super hate. <laughs> Who was the other one we came up with? The other one, I can't remember. But anyway, so I just feel like he was such a misstep. And every time he, he's acting in that movie, and I say acting in quotes, mm-hmm. he's a good actor. But in that movie, it's cringeworthy every yes. time he's on screen. It's worse than chewing the scenery. It's so bad. And I think just even when he, I mean, he just bounced around like, you know, and me. And me. And the way he did it, it's just like, stop. Just stop. Because I actually have no problem with that, with uh, Jim Carrey's The Riddler. I think he makes a good Riddler. But Tommy Lee Jones is two-faced. It, it's funny that none of us mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, because I think we're okay with the kind because, of role he was doing. Yeah, he's corny. Yeah. He's corny in everything he does. So he's corny villain. That's fine. I used to see you. <laughs> I think they should have given the role back to Billy D. Williams. Yeah? And had that continuity within the series. Because Billy D. Williams played Harvey Dent in the original Batman. Mm-hmm. But they didn't establish him as a character other than Harvey Dent. So to bring him back for that movie would have been this callback. It would have been nice. And I would love to see Billy D. Williams try to play that role because it would have been interesting. Yeah. I think Aaron Eckhart has done it best on screen. Mm-hmm. But I do think that uh, just Tommy Lee Jones completely miscast and the worst casting decision they've made. Okay. All right. Honorable mentions best. Is that what you want? That's what we want. Let's go through them quick so we don't steal each other's thunder. Uh, Wesley Snipes. 
As Blade. As Blade. Yeah. Another good. Margot, Margot Robbie in Suicide Squad. <gasps> you haven't even seen it. Come on. <laughs> no, <laughs> you cannot say that. I'm going to. Don't troll us, Kent. What? I said best. Oh, best. Okay. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. Sorry. Still no, in worst mode. We're Wesley Snipes now. great. Margot Robbie. Oh, wait. Wesley Snipes is great? Yeah, no. As Blade. That's why I got confused. No, I think Wesley Snipes is great as Blade. <laughs> oh, you're crazy. Dude, that movie was such a catapult for comic book movies. Me. Really? Okay. Anyways. Uh, Christian Bell. Michelle Pfeiffer. As Batman. Yes. As Catwoman. <laughs> Ron Perlman. As Hellboy. Okay. Yeah. Heck boy. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Jackie Earl Haley. As Rorschach. And... Gary Oldman. And the fifth element? Is Commissioner Gordon. Oh, it's Commissioner Gordon. But mostly, I just want to say this really quick, Michael Caine is Alfred. I think that is the best Alfred. Did you say Michael Caine, Kent? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. (laughs) But my number one best, and I wonder if it's going to be the same. Oh, crap. Don't tell me you picked this one. Of course I did. Oh, dear. Three, (laughs) two, (laughs) one. Kate Bosworth. (laughs) No. What are you? (laughs) Christopher Reeve. I did pick Christopher Reeve. Yeah. I knew oh, we'd have. Wow, that was a good high five. But you hate those Supermans. I you like... love Man of Steel. I do. I love thought Man for of sure you were going to say Henry Cavill is be- Superman. Then I was going to say Christopher Reeve is Superman. We were going to have a Superman showdown. Henry Cavill has the most potential to grow into the part. Whereas most... I would say there was a downward spiral with Christopher Reeve in those movies because three and four are atrocious. A lot of two is really bad. Um, <laughs> well, well, there's the bad part in one too. I mean, there's yeah, bad, the spinning around the world. All, all of the Superman movies have good elements. All those, all those old Superman movies have good elements and then bad elements. Three and four have good elements three terrified me with that robot woman all right that part horrified i think me. accidentally terrified you no it's it's actually terrifying okay still to this day and four and four i actually nuclear man is stupid but i like having he cuts superman with his fingernails i know but i love gross <laughs> it's pretty gross the child the child in me affected <laughs> the child in me was not as offended by nuclear man as i should have been and i haven't watched it for a long time i probably need to go back but it's yeah. the worst but christopher reeve is perfectly cast. He is. Can I go through my honorable mentions real quick? Yes. So my honorable mentions, Jackie Earl Haley as Rorschach. Give me my face. Or watch my face. I love that. Uh, Grant Gustin as The Flash oh, on the okay. TV show. I think he's great. Terrence Stamp as General Zod. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Jim Carrey as The Riddler. Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. Sri McKellen as Magneto. And then I actually put Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. I disagree with Ian McKellen. You don't like him as Magneto? Nope. You think he makes better Gandalf? He's like 110 years old. Like, I'm going to pull a Jake here. <laughs> he's a little too old. Like, yeah. he's way too old to play this imposing Magneto. I mean, he's a good actor, though. I think he's great. He does it, but... I don't know. That part when he uh, picks up the guard and pulls the metal out of him... That's cool. Super intimidating. Right. Like, I don't... That's the thing is, I think he's all based on his power, and I, I like the older wisdom of that. And also, just seeing uh, Sir Ian McKellen and uh, Patrick Stewart pal around is Which awesome. is great. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yes, Christopher Reeve as Superman is my, also my number one pick. I think he he epitomizes what Superman is. Mm-hmm. He's not the super bulky, muscular, no. I am Superman. If anything, he's a bit doughy. Yeah, he looks like he's wearing pajamas. But the thing is, it just works. Like, he's just, he seems so pure of heart. And then when he turns into the bubbling, bumbling Clark Kent, it's completely believable. Isn't it crazy, like, how good of an actor he was in this role, at least yeah. in the first movie? Like, he, when he's Clark Kent, like you said, he's bumbling. He's, everything is on accident. He is really soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. And when he's Superman, the confidence he shows is just is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I you mean, actually believe they are different people. Whereas, no you, one's going to see Henry Cavill and be like, oh, you, hey, giant bulky guy with glasses. Yeah. There's no way you're not Superman. Yeah. 
And you Even know, Jimmy Kimmel also, can tell. Right. <laughs> but I agree. He's a ama- he did a great job in that role. He made he made you believe that man could fly. Mm-hmm. He made you believe that this this you know alien being could be really pure and be really good. He made you believe that he was attracted to Margot Kidder. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yay. Um, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I thought she was cute back in the day. What? As a kid. It's like oh, someone it's Lois like Lane. chain smoker, Lois Lane. Better than Amy Adams. You're crazy. As Lois Are Lane. you kidding as me? Lois Lane, as Lois Lane. Get not real. Looks wise. I'm with him. I'm with him, Kent. That's nuts. Amy Adams is a terrible Lois Lane. She's okay. She does Go not back and look- watch the old ones, Nostalgia Boy. Now, I have to ask Kent. That was uh, really mean. I don't, Sorry. Need, I don't need nostalgia. It doesn't matter. She's just, she's just not it. No, I just wow. have, to, I have to ask then. So, Christopher Reeve is your number one Superman? Yeah. Who'd be number two? Henry Cavill? Yes. Because I'd actually put Brandon Routh second. I think his movie. I have like I've got Mark Ruffalo face on right now because I am shocked and appalled. No, it's it's I you're think, nuts. Just because he looks like Chris Reeve, that's the only reason he's cast. He's a terrible actor. He did okay in the role, Mm-mm. but I think Henry Henry Cavill. I don't know. He just seems like this cocky Superman, and I don't like it. Like when they're like, "What does that S mean?" He's like, "It's not an S, you fool." And it's like <laughs> you've known this for about an hour, you idiot. Don't condescend to other people. Like I I know why. Ben Affleck's Batman wants to beat him up, basically. And I think that Brandon Routh played it a little better. So you mean there's, like, motive in this Maybe movie? Maybe Dean Cain? Rather than, like, Superman Returns, like... On the bottom? <laughs> oh, Dean Cain? Really? Oh. I put Dean Cain way above Brandon Routh. I don't know. Way above... Where's George Reeves on here? Oh, poor George Reeves. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. That's a whole other show. But I think it's amazing. I had, I thought for sure you were going to pick Henry Cavill as your number one because you basically worship Man of Steel. I Every do. night in your stand of still pajamas. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. Um, people that were also up for the role, Burt Reynolds. Robert, oh, for, oh, for, <laughs> for the old Superman. For the old Superman. Okay. Burt Reynolds, Robert Redford, Sylvester Stallone, Dustin Hoffman. What? And what? Bruce Jenner. What? <laughs> oh, I wish it had been. They actually, <laughs> they really wanted Bruce Jenner because he just won, you know, some gold medals. Yeah, but he's not an actor. No, and then they, they, they screen tested him and they said it was so, so bad. There's no way they could even consider it. How do you think Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage was up for the part of okay. Tim Burton's Batman or Tim Burton's Let's Superman. go back to uh, Little Kent 1998 because I heard they were making a new Aww, Superman movie. Oh, Little Kent. Right. Oh, look at Little Kent. And uh, I... Heard Nicolas Cage is going to be Superman. And I said, look, he doesn't look like Superman. He's kind of balding. But the guy is literally, this is my mind. I just saw Leaving Las Vegas and I just saw Face Off. And I said, Nicolas Cage. Why is Kent watching movies like Leaving Las Vegas? little Kent watching I was 17. Leaving Las Vegas and. 17, Joel. Okay. And I said, Nicolas Cage is so versatile. He could play anything. And that I wanted him to be Superman. Mm. Isn't that crazy? That's a little crazy. Isn't it? I mean, that's crazy, especially that's, that's when you see crazy. the screen test. Of that's, what that, they did. that's like Gary Busey crazy right there. But I wouldn't mind seeing Tim Burton's Superman with Nicolas Cage. Like, I mean, just it, to see what happened. It would have been a, the most fun disaster they ever. They have stuff online. You can see. There's like, a documentary costumes. about it. Yeah, and there's all this stuff in the background. It would have been insane. But yeah. anyway, we need to wrap it up. Yep. So that is our best and worst casting choices. Uh, if you have any other ideas, people we missed out, people we didn't mention, or if you have very strong agreements, please let us know about it at BaconCell.com. Or on our Facebook page, or on Twitter at Bacon Sale, and you can find me Joel at seven eight six Joel on Twitter, or you can find me at Quick Wits. We're still in the midst of March Mad Wits, where we're doing a single elimination improv tournament with a bunch of different troops around the valley. Uh, but we perform every Saturday night at ten o'clock, and you can find more details at qwcomedy.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny three DD, and my movie review website 
is ShowtimeShowdown.com and be ready for the Batman v Superman reviews coming up both on this show and the website. All right, this is actually a really good show, guys. Don't you think? Yeah. I enjoyed that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Follow me there. There you go. I'm going to. And whatever life holds in store for us, we will never forget these words. With great power comes great responsibility. This is our gift, our curse. Who are we? We're Bacon Sale. Making a movie? Are you guys avenging? Everybody? Hey. Oh, Black Panther's here? Oh. Oh, is that Ant-Man? Well, fun. Are we all hanging out now? Look at my muscles. They're huge. Get me photos of Spider-Man. You guys, that's not Morpheus. What? It totally is. He is a diva. I'm there to look strong and wear tight shirts. Have you seen his arms? He's He's literally like five times better looking than Tobey Maguire. Superman with his fingernails. I know, but I love gross. I can do what I want. I'll remember. I don't have cough syrup brain. Just kidding, I do. Family friendly, Kent. They, what? They're teaching students. Oh, okay. They're teachers. So Nicholas Cage is so versatile, he could play anything. Wow, she works. Still. I've got Mark Ruffalo face on right now. <laughs> you can't tell me he doesn't strike you as the old crazy janitor type. That guy's going to smell gross. Like, he's going to smell like Jacob on a Monday. Hey, I'm a comedian. Everything's a joke. All the time. Ha 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 ha.